You're listening to the Good Samaritan Anglican Church Podcast. The following sermon was recorded on November 25th, 2018. A reading from the Gospel of John. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord Jesus, help us um, to have kingdom eyes. Help us to live lives that focus on eternity and help us to love others first before ourselves and help us to live focused on truth in you. Amen. So happy Christ the King Sunday. Today our scriptures paint this gorgeous view of the Lord that we worship and adore and praise and give thanks to. I think the worship team did an awesome job this morning giving us a taste of that, giving us a taste of worship and glory before God. We get this snapshot of a heavenly realm and the eternal struggle between evil and good. The humble King Jesus comes before Pilate and the freedom of our sins is given in the work of Christ. The scriptures once again remind us of who God is and who we are before him. They encourage us to be spurned on turns glory and a holy life. The Daniel passage today gives a view into this heavenly realm in which there's this battle going on between heaven and the beast of hell. The evil beast is slain and the other creatures are stripped of their domain and they're contained for a season. In our day and time, evil sometimes seems to be like in charge or in control. We seem to feel that way sometimes. I feel like every other day you look in the news and all we hear about are the evil acts of violence happening to innocent people. And it appears to some that evil is reigning. However, the truth of the scriptures is that Jesus has the final say. The evil one will be thrown down and conquered and mercy and goodness and truth will prevail. And on this side of the cross, evil acts will continue to happen. But God's people are called to stand up to evil and violence. God's people will be called upon to give their lives for the sake of others. And in the recent shooting that happened in, um, in the Jewish synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 
It was in the news all over the place. It was considered one of the largest acts of terrorism on the Jewish community. This place is very near and dear to my heart. In my 20s, I lived there. I walked past that synagogue every day. Um, I worked and I socialized amongst the people that lived in that neighborhood. Um, and there's a man who is well known. He was a doctor. He loved people. He's a great family doctor. And he was outside of this building and he heard the shooting begin. And he ran in to help those who were hurt. He ran in because he was a doctor and he knew how to care for people. And in, the, in doing that, he lost his life. In his desire to serve others, he sacrificed himself. And within this week, um, in the last couple of days, there was a young missionary man. He's a part of a missionary agency that goes into areas that are very hard to preach the gospel. And he was well-trained to evangelize in different communities like Iraq and Afghanistan and places where the gospel is not really um, heard of or spoken, or if it is, there is great trial that comes with it. And he went to an island to talk with tribal leaders, and they met him, and they murdered him. He, he wanted so very dearly for people to hear this gospel for people to hear God's love, and for people to hear that Christ could redeem their sins, and that he wanted them to have a chance at eternal life. This young man, full of promise, full of hope, who had given so much, he did it because he wanted to share his faith. He wanted to share his faith, and he wanted to be pointed towards eternity in his life. And his life, his sacrifice, um, points to eternity. It points to him praising God in heaven forever. And I think while these stories of self-sacrifice may, may seem kind of depressing or difficult to think about in regards to our own life, they're extremely important for us to engage. Each and every one of us will have moments in our lives when we'll be called to stand up to stand up for truth, or to sacrifice ourselves for the sake of others, or to give up very personally. While the temporal or the here and now seems difficult, the long-term or the eternal reward is great. For those of us who love and serve the Lord, we'll be granted a place in heaven to experience God and to see him face to face. There any pain or suffering or mental anguish or heartbreak or heavy heartedness will be washed away and we'll know glory and love and mercy at its finest. In the passage in Daniel today we hear, and to him was given domain and glory, dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples and nations and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. The kingdom of God, which is one of mercy and love and acceptance and peace and the washing of the way of our sins, is the one that's going to prevail 
and is the one that's going to last for eternity. And those of you who hear this gospel message of love, may you run to Jesus and claim him as your Lord and know his good leading. And if you don't know Jesus, come to one of us. Come to one of these people who come to church faithfully or Father Chris or myself or Deacon Stephen. Come to us and let us teach you about Jesus's character. Let us show you his good works. For Jesus, he longs, he longs to care for you, to love you, and to show you the good way to go. In the psalm today, we read today, it said the Lord is king and is put on glorious apparel. The Lord is put on his apparel and he's girded himself with strength. He has made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. And ever since the world began, your throne has been established from everlasting. When you put your faith or your trust or your life in Christ's hands, it will not be ill-spent. You will not be abandoned. You will not be forgotten about or left behind. And though things may seem difficult in your life, you will not be forgotten. In much of our lives, if you've lived long enough, you learn that much of our lives are marked with periods of suffering or periods of giving up or of living without. And while at the time it seems and feels sometimes as if we've been abandoned, remember that God never leaves you or forsakes you. Isaiah 49, 15 and 16 says this, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on that child she is born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. Because God is King of kings and he's the Lord of lords, you follow the one who made everything, the one in whom everything exists, and he has written you on the very palms of his hand. He gives you comfort when you grieve, wisdom when you seek, and light in the midst of darkness. The Jesus that we follow, the Jesus that we love here at Good Samaritan, is portrayed today in the Gospel passage as a sacrificial, suffering servant who has this great heart for others, even in the midst of great suffering. Jesus, like I was talking to the kids in that picture, he's been bound, he's been questioned, he's been beaten and hit in the face, he's been spat upon, and he stands up before Pontius Pilate. He stands before someone who appears to have all the power and all the control and all of the ability to set him free. What would be your response if you were in Jesus's position? Would you beg, whimper, say whatever you could to get out of what you knew is the impending suffering? Everybody knew what it was like to die on a cross because it happened all the time in the Roman world. 
people stood and watched people die on a cross. They knew what the suffering was. Jesus knew what was going to happen to him. And Jesus, he does none of this, but rather he engages Pontius Pilate in a discussion of the kingdom. Jesus speaks truth, and he seeks after the heart of Pontius Pilate. Even when it would appear that Pontius Pilate has all this power, Jesus in his suffering, in his concern, in his unashamed truth-telling, stands true to the work that God has for him. Jesus says in the Gospel passage today, he says, in fact, for this reason, his response to Pontius Pilate was, in fact, for this reason, I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Those who follow Jesus, they learn to hunger and crave truth. Those who follow Jesus will be strengthened to tell the truth despite what may come. Living in the truth is totally freeing. It's freeing because we don't have to keep track of all the lies or the deception, but rather we can live transparently. Jesus, he could have opted out. He could have in a second just called upon the legions of angels to set him free, to comfort him, and to defeat his enemies. And yet, he offered his body and his suffering for the sake of you and me and for those who are not even here. Jesus' example of life is meant to be the way that we go, the way we trod. His example of self-sacrificing love and concern for others is meant to be our lives and our stories. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords came to show us a way of everlasting life, filled with glory and honor and undeniable awareness of love. When we give our lives, our purpose, our hopes and dreams to the lover of souls, then we align ourselves with the greatest and the best version of ourselves. Jesus can grow and expand and fill our lives with more holy attitudes, with more kindness and more love. He can give us the wisdom we need to lead our lives in the way that we should go, in the way that he would have us go. Today I want to invite you into a deeper level with Jesus. Ask him where else would he like to go inside your heart? What is next for you to learn? When we ask Jesus, he will give more of himself to us. He'll teach us more about himself and more about ourselves. And as we walk through really difficult seasons or stretches of our lives, we can trust that Jesus is there and he understands our suffering. Despite being the king of heaven, 
he came down into this earth and he experienced the same pains and trials of human life. When we suffer, we can turn to him and draw near to him, and he promises to draw near to us. He can also give us wisdom in our trials as to what he wants us to learn. So there's a practice that I often do when I feel like life is getting difficult and I'm feeling pressed and I'm feeling like things are hard. I sit quietly, try to sit quietly, as quietly as my world can ever get. <laughs> you know, with six kids, your world's not quiet all that often. Um, but I sit as quiet as I can and I open my hands up and place them in my lap. And I ask God, what do you want me to learn? The act of holding my hands open reminds me of my mind and body need to be open to God. I, I live a life more like, I like the plan, you know, I wanna, I wanna lead, I've got six kids, so if you don't lead, someone else is gonna lead, and you're gonna have this big, you know, train plowing over you and going in forward, so you have to kind of be in front with a plan. So I live life that way, just kind of grasping onto things. But then I forget and I have to remind myself all the time, it really is not about me or about my control. But when I open up my hands and I remember to whom I belong, he'll speak into my life. This is what I want you to learn. This is what this is for. This is what this suffering is for. This hard situation or this person that doesn't like you or this kid who doesn't like you. This is what this is for. And when I practice this over and over again, I, and when you practice this, I promise you that Jesus is going to come to you. And when you ask him for wisdom, he'll come into your life and he'll speak to you. Jesus, he longs to be your King of Kings. He longs to be your Lord of Lords. He longs to gently lead you and to show you the way to go. And he longs to love you into the kingdom of heaven. All of you are a part of this beautiful church family that can reach others for the transforming love of Jesus Christ. And each and every one of you knows someone who needs to know Jesus and his love for them. How might God be wanting you to reach those who are close to the church? How might God be wanting you to care for someone who's here among us? As we give our lives to Jesus, he has beautiful, beautiful work for each of us, meant to make our lives richer and fuller. Every time I let myself care for another person, I find great riches in knowing them and in loving them. I find that my life is better and it's more beautiful. Jesus wants that for you as well. He wants you to experience good things from investing in others. So I want to end today with the words that are first hymn, crown him, with, crown him King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And my prayer for you as you go from this place into your world and into your lives, 
I want you to try and have these words inside your heart this week. Remember that as he reigns in heaven, all of his suffering was for something. It was relieved and it was made new. And your life can be made new as well. Your suffering can be made new. So it goes like this. Crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake my soul and sing of him who died for thee. Inhale him as thy matchless king through all eternity. To God be glory now and forever. Amen. This has been a production of Good Samaritan Anglican Church in Middleburg, Florida. For more sermons, sermon notes, and information about our congregation, please visit www.goodsamaritananglican.org sermons. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please subscribe and leave us a review with your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. God bless you.